From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. <clears throat> Bring gun. Mike Singleton. Filling in for Jonathan. And, of course, uh, Bill George is back from his trek and his uh, trip to uh, Pennsylvania. Went up there. I noticed that he came back uh, empty-handed. I don't see any bags of porcupine or anything over there, so I'm expecting the worst. No, no porcupines. Uh, but, uh, so, as I said, I'm expecting the worst. You know, it's just what it is. It is what it is. But it's a beautiful morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> Jonathan, how are you? Are you all right uh, out there in TV land? I mean, where's he at today? He's up at the hunting camp. He oh, has a hunt. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. I, I thought he was. I thought he had a pig to show. I don't know. Cool weather. Who knows? You know, it could be a pig to show or a pig to shoot. Yeah. One of the two. It's it's you know, it's the duality that he lives in. Shoot one it, pig. Then show it. One pig uh, in his family. He's trying to make as gorgeous as possible and uh, be as pretty and uh, show Winnie as possible. The next minute, he's out slaughtering thousands. You know. Of uh, you know pigs out on the property, it's it's the craziness of man. You yep. know, one you want to make a beauty queen, the other one you want to put in your freezer. No. Well, we haven't talked since I've uh, went up to Pennsylvania and Thanksgiving. Did you ever make it up to the Bluntstown area? No, no, of course not. Of course, I didn't make it up there. Are you crazy? Or as they say in Italian, Cucuzza? oh, it was too cold. You might not have been able to wear your slippers. You can come up with any excuse you want to. <laughs> <laughs> could be slippers. Could be uh, I couldn't find the proper camo tea backs. <laughs> could be anything there you want. Morning. Could be anything you want it to be. <laughs> but the reality is, as since uh, uh, the grandparents canceled Thanksgiving here at the house, my uh, Leslie's, uh, you know, her parents, they decided to stay an extra day and then do the aviation museum on the way back. So they spent the night in Georgia on the way back. So they didn't get here in time to do anything, to do anything. So. She could have dropped them off on the way down. Uh, I don't think she would have been able to find that. If it doesn't say interstate on it and have big wide roads and things on the side and you get off on a back road somewhere and uh, no, that's just not going to happen. Just drop them off at a rest area, tell you the mile sure, marker. Sure, that's a safe place to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Is this gorgeous young boy and a beautiful little girl. Just leave him out in the woods somewhere. <laughs> right off Interstate 10. That's oh, a good spot. I left my son at a check station one time and drove all the way back to Plant City <laughs> just to sure. find out I didn't have him. But, but he had a gun, so it was all right. <laughs> then had okay. to tell Mama. <laughs> yeah. He had a gun. But, no, so I didn't, I didn't make it up to, uh, to B-Town. At all. But the kids had a great time up there in Nashville and uh, took lots of pictures. And my son was super excited to see the Aviation Museum on the way back. So uh, he was all excited about that. I was like, you guys didn't stop at Lookout Mountain? What's wrong with y'all? It's like, uh, you know, you got to do. 
it's one of those things. If you're going to Nashville and you drive through Chattanooga, I mean, wh- there's no excuse in the world in the, not to go to Lookout Mountain. Just to annoy you. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it was. Happy Christmas to me. So, anyway, uh, we're all back here in the studio. Jonathan's out on the uh, road. Uh, Diego's getting ready to uh, practice. I guess he's training for the Iditarod. Because oh, with he's his got jacket? He's got his, uh, you know, his Alaskan parka on today. He's, uh, you know, out there training, I guess, so he can see if he can move around with all the bulky clothing on, you know. Yeah, Musk, get up there, doggy. You know he's one got, of those things? He's got his Sunday best on. He's got his socks. He's, you know, <laughs> that's got, about it. He's got socks on today. That's good. That's socks good. and uh, slides and a giant jacket. That's that's the Florida way, bro. <laughs> that's the Florida way. And the mask. Yeah, and the mask. Uh, and the mask for for some reason. Why are you even wearing a mask? You've been tested like 942 times. You've been, you've been tested more than it, a, a Vietnam. Rules and regulations. be safe and protect you guys. Like geez, Protect us. You ragging on me for protecting you? Oh, big heart. Big heart. All three of us have already gone through it, so we're all no, good to go. I haven't. <laughs> well, then you'll kill Bill George and I will. But uh, we'll I'm sure this, uh, what, eight feet by six feet pane of glass, uh, double pane of glass is pretty good. Yeah, but he came in for breakfast, though, didn't he? Uh, we kind of handed it. Yeah, out. sure. Yeah, yeah. On the end of a stick, Dumb. like the lady now is doing at McDonald's, where they like you know give the little card thing and you like yeah. shove it way out the window and a hey, little listen, handle. I, I'm happy to be back in a state that's not on total lockdown. As I left Pennsylvania, the governor there tested positive one day, and then he decided to lock down the entire state of Pennsylvania <laughs> as of today. And you're not supposed to go out. No gatherings of more than 10 or more people. Sure. And shut down all indoor dining, our bars, all salons, all everything. Shut down again. Oh, well, that's going to be lovely so, for those people. You know. Yeah, so there'll be more people migrating out of the the beautiful state of Pennsylvania, I'm sure. No, no, no. They'll they'll still do what they want to do. Don't don't un- underestimate the power of the people. Nine mm. months out, there is going to be babies but, everywhere. No, Maybe could no. be or divorce papers. Divorce Listen, papers that, in two thing. weeks. You turn around and you take everybody who's gently dispersed. Let's say hunting and going out and doing things out in the outdoors, and you want them all to stay at home, all together, in a house. Yeah, yeah that's how you no. deal with it, bro. Yeah. Where, where have you but, been? But I know you've been out in the woods for a while, but... They, they want no more than 10 people, but I sat there and said to my dad, I said, well, you think they're going to limit it to 10 people on a plane? Well, that's not a gathering. I said, yes, that is a <laughs> gathering. You gather people together to put them yeah. on a plane. <laughs> I did see a uh, heartbreaking video of a young, uh, a young couple and their two-year-old. They got dismissed off of a United flight because the two-year-old refused to keep the mask on. A two-year-old. A two-year-old. Two. Yeah, you know the the kids who were basically just pretty much immune to the whole thing. Uh, for some reason, yeah, the two-year-old uh, threw a little tantrum. They wouldn't put it on the mask, and they just went, "Well, oh yeah, okay, get off." But, of course, their luggage and the car seat and everything else went on to their destination. But then United decided to go, yeah, you're banned from the airline because you refuse to follow the rules, so you're not going to fly on any of our planes. So how am I supposed to get to where I'm supposed to go to get my stuff? Well, there's option two, duct tape. Duct tape. I, I don't know what that's going to do for the, the child. Mask you on the take tape. the mask off? Yeah. You know, <laughs> sure, I guess. I know that they were heartbroken about the whole deal. 
I always said, you know, when we traveled, when we would fly from place to place, the only thing I was really concerned about was my firearms. You know, I'd always ship my ammunition ahead of time, so wherever I was going, I wouldn't have to go through the, the crud of, of, you know, these aren't in the original box or packaging, sir. They can't be in along and laying loose with your, uh, with your firearm. Were they going to roll into the chamber, cock themselves, and, like, uh, fire off there off the, the jet? You know, so I'd always mail that, but I was worried about my, my firearms. And I never had a, I always had a backup plan. We were traveling back from Wyoming, and uh, we were running late, and I thought for sure we were going to go through because we were all flying on standby. Because my sister worked for the airline, so we got the uh, buddy passes. Sure. Worst thing ever created for any human being whatsoever. And so you fly standby everywhere you go. So we had a plan. Me and my brother, we had a plan. If we don't make the plane and they don't do it to this, we take the uh, uh, shuttle or go over, we go to U-Haul. And we rent ourselves a little U-Haul car, and we rent it, and we drive it down and go home that way. Just, you know, hey, we're moving to Florida. We'd like that little Toyota box truck right there. <laughs> Throw our stuff in the back, sleep in there at night, you know, in the back of the box truck or in the cab, whatever. And we already had our relatives picked up all the way back down to Florida. Why would you not just rent a car? Well, why? Because then you can't camp out. You can't, because uh, it's cheaper. Cheaper in the long run. No. Back to the safety of the rest sure. area. Sure, yeah, that's awesome. That's the that way doesn't to do even it. sound like logical thought process. <laughs> oh, it doesn't? So I'm just yeah. going to sit in the Denver airport and go, what am I no, supposed I to No, I just go? rent a car and be done. Uh, <laughs> I can't get but home. The U-Haul, 1999 a day. That's right. Car, $49 a day. Exactly. And I'm and already covered in the insurance on U-Haul and everything else. Plus, I have a hotel room right there in the back. <laughs> and it That's rides extreme. like crud. So what? And it takes you three days longer to get there. So what? Because you can't go over 55. <laughs> yeah. So what? It smells like 900 dudes oh, riding no. around in that thing sweating. No. I'm with my brother. We're Listen, all good as long as my guns made it there and everything's I, I all had fine a very interesting trip when I, we got back. I, I, I will say. No one wants to hear about your little the, the trap to the bathroom. I, I will I will say I'm, I'm glad everything worked out okay. I, I am too. Whatever it may be. Alright, we're going to take a break. This is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends out at Brandon Ford. You got great deals going on for the holidays. Get mama a brand new F-150. Or get yourself a brand new F-150. Or get yourself a nice Mustang. Ooh, that'd be nice. Go see my friends out there, Brandon Ford. Go get her done today. We'll be back. Welcome in, Saturday morning, broadcasted live from the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Mike Sigerland, Bill George, Diego. Thank you for breakfast, Bill. I really do appreciate the uplifting uh, burrito, breakfast burrito, but I do have to berate you a little bit on the air in front of the 174,274,000 listeners that we have around the world. How in the world do you eat a breakfast burrito with no Hot sauce. Seriously. One bite at a time. No. No, no, no. 
that's just that it's just it just doesn't work that way. It's like uh, if they were supposed to have salsa in them, they would have put salsa in them when they made them. No, no, yes. that's why they ask you. They, they if turn you would around, like they make it to take care of the ninety some percent of the people the way it's made. Ninety some percent. Do they offer percent. you, you know, syrup with pancakes? Yes, they do. Or, or your Big Mac. Do Butter they, with pancakes? Sure, yeah, they no. do. No. Yeah. If, if anybody I trust that did that research, it's Bill George. I'll <laughs> guarantee you he went out there and did the research. How many people asked for salsa? 90%. I don't understand when you don't want it and they put it in there anyways. You well, don't. we wish we would have had that rebel in the drive-thru today. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, like, I do. I feel like calling McDonald's and telling them, you know how much money your company's making losing by... Uh, Putting stuff in that the customer tells Nothing. you they don't want. Nothing. That loss has already been calculated. That's already been in there. Uh, today, filling in for uh, Jonathan, or just wanted to come hang out with us, is uh, Mike Singleton, who's been absent because he has a new uh, a new place to hang out and go pee uh, up around Homosassa. So uh, that's his new playground. So he does He's not all come over. here. He doesn't come here anymore. He's got a new Last thing. Guys. He's right on the water. River Ranch. I know. I don't know why you want to go out there. The, uh, go out there with all those rebels, all them rebels. Oh, that place, uh, that resort is amazing place to go. He, now wait a minute, did you go to River Ranch Resort or did you go to River Ranch? The uh, you know, I was at River Ranch Resort, that uh, Westgate uh, Resort yeah, area. My daughter just got back from there. She went there, and uh, the uh, the wife and a uh, couple of friends and uh, girlfriends. Yeah, they all went out there for a girls' weekend, horseback riding, did all that kind of good yep. stuff. It was. It was. You didn't uh, get in the hot cool. tub, though, did you? Oh, come on, man! Oh yeah, <laughs> thong and all. Did you really? No, I didn't think so because you didn't get the scabies that everybody else did that jumped in there. For real? Yeah. Well, I was in there first. It might have came from me. <laughs> <laughs> what is that stuff called? I can't remember, man. They uh, came back. I thought they were chiggers. For real? Yeah, for real. And yeah. it came from there. Yeah, it came from the hot tub. Hot tub, uh, I don't know what it is. It's some sort of bacteria that lives in there. I don't know. Anyway, so you had a pleasant time. It was awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's you rent a, go- a golf cart. We took our own, but you can rent one, and you just everywhere. There's no cars. You don't you don't drive uh, anywhere. Why don't you drive? There's horses there. You can ride horses. Tie it out. People out drinking, and you can't, you can't be drinking and driving. No, yeah. that's a different. That's a different river ranch. That's what I'm saying. River oh, ranch no, resort. <laughs> well, I will say Mac got pulled over. She was driving me around, and I had a beer. And here comes security. Uh, she can't be driving. I said it's either you know, yeah, me or her. She's got to be 16. I said she is. She's 22. Yeah. <laughs> She's just a little small for her age. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you bring it out and you go, she's 22. You making fun of little people? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? You got to be able to use that card, man, you know? Well, Mac, you know, she's by the book. She she does everything. You know, if someone says, that's where you got to do it. Well, it was funny. We got past these guys. She goes, move, Dad. Let me back in the seat. All right. Here, you can jump in. <laughs> Keep on going. So wait, they put the drunk behind the wheel and put the kid that was sober on the yeah. other side. Is that what they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. That, that makes sense. But just a little bit down, Dad, move. Let me drive. All right. Because she knew you had been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Must be the same people in charge of the hot tub. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you stayed out there, had a good time. They Did have a rodeo. Ride a horse. Yeah, they went to the rodeo. That man. rodeo's actually really good. I was expecting. I don't know how good this going to be. 
and it was really, really good rodeo. I did. I uh, they didn't know, of course. I was like, I wonder if they do that every week, and there's like money being won, or is it just like players? You know, like uh, I work and just ride on the rodeo for free, or no, these it's guys part of my are, job. Or... They're on a circuit, and like they got points that night. Oh, okay. They were, yeah, they were explaining these points go towards their blah blah blah. You know, and, and uh, I talked to one of the kids, and he said he's been on the circuit a year. And he wins pretty good money. Yeah, really? I know that. Some of them can do it if you stay on it. But that's a young man's game. It was a 16-year-old that won. Yeah. Beat all of them out. You can't be 30 years old be falling off them (laughs) bowls like that anymore, man. It'd be like, I'm not going to be able to do anything for like a month. Uh, Well, that's good that you had a good time there. Of course, Bill George is up in Pennsylvania. But uh, I have not seen a lot of pictures posted because I follow you on social media. Me? No, Mike. Uh, about the uh, the new place up in uh, Homosassa. I just saw one photograph of uh, your braggadocious self sitting back there by the seawall. Yeah. With some uh, hot chick or girlfriend or something you had up there. I don't remember who that was. That was but... the neighbor lady. Oh, it was? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, the way you know it wasn't her is neighbor on this side's 84, neighbor on this side's 67. Yeah. Oh, 67's the old one. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I didn't see any more pictures. So I, I haven't. I wanted to see if you've been up there fishing or uh, oh, going yeah. out. Or? Yeah. They, uh, the funny thing is we pulled in uh, two weekends ago, and I look out, and there's my neighbor fishing my dock. And I'm like, what, what's going on? And uh, he's catching snook under my dock. I'm like, what? Hey, hey, wait, leave them alone, man. Them are mine. No, they're not. He said, if you're not here, they're mine. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. If yeah, they were in a boat, they're theirs. Yeah, so we're right down from the freezer uh, on the river there. And I'll tell you, you get up there, it's a different world. Yeah, it's nice. It's a little slower. It's the way, uh, it's the way Steinhatcher used to be. Yeah. Uh, now it's become uh, a little more uh, found, I should say, and you have a lot of out of tenors, you have uh, homes and things there and stuff, so it's got kind of got rut. The good thing is, is you're right down the road from Chazawiska, so you yeah. could, you know, go up there, fish, do whatever, go hunting. Well, the funny thing is, you say that ninety percent of my neighbors do not live there; they're all from either like Lakeland, Winter Haven, what? Um, some are Plant City, uh, two of them for Clearwater. I mean, it's just not not many of them actually live full time down there it's turning so, into that so it looks like the uh the condos out on the beach certain times here where all the storm shutters are yeah rolled down for a half a year well the storm it just went through there three weeks ago maybe a month ago or so the big storm we we went over right after and everybody shutters everything it was all shut down they weren't there yeah. they were uh, they were somewhere else they were out the house somewhere that's why the person who actually lives there is probably the most well-known person in the neighborhood Yep. Because they're the ones that all the neighbors come up to and go, hey, Fred, uh, we're going to be leaving and the store comes. Could you keep an eye on the lawn furniture in the back? Uh, our so, guy's name's Dave. See, there Dave. you go. And I, hey, I text Everybody Dave. knows Dave. And everything, he is. And I said, Dave, is uh, everything still there? Yep, nothing happened. I moved your chairs. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to go take care of JP's chairs and this chair. And I'm like, of course. At one guy. It's Dave, one guy. there you're around. Well, luckily, there's two on my street. There's me and there's Tom. We're, I'm on one end. He's on the other end. He's yeah. on the south end. I'm on the north end. So we watch both ends of the street. And when all my neighbors during the last uh, evacuable hurricane came through, of course, all the manly men at first were out mowing the lawns. And are like, are you staying? I was like, of course I'm staying. They're like, yeah, so are we. Oh, we're not going anywhere. 
Then later on, ding dong. Um, <clears throat> hey, Braden, could you watch the house over here? The wife decided we're gonna we're gonna go ahead, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and leave. We're we're gonna stay here. So you're leaving? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, we're gonna go. Yeah. So all of a sudden, all these bing, 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 everybody around me. <laughs> See you later. They're gone. And That's I mean, there was literally no one on my street except me and Tom. That was it. We were only three. Braden opened up everybody's refrigerators. No, I didn't go to anybody's houses, but I had all their te- cell phones, and I would text them. I go, "Hey, uh, Rick, uh, watching the house. Your front gutter is uh, now hanging off and beating the crap out of your tiles on the top of your house. Wabang, wabang, wabang! You know, in the wind. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Oh, yeah, man. Uh, thanks a lot for letting me know." I go, "If it rips off, I'll go get it and I'll throw it in, the, in your backyard or something." So that's uh, that's all you can do. There's always one. Yeah. It hangs out. Well, I have. I have. Uh I won't give anybody who wants to evacuate any grief uh, from St. Pete or any of these low-lying areas. If something were to be coming in, uh-huh. that's nasty. You can, I can deal with the rain. I can deal with the the winds. I can deal with all that. I, I, I can deal with. When the water comes up over your neck, it's not a good deal. Yeah. So. I don't, you know, anybody who wants to turn around and get off of the coast, <laughs> good for you. You know how to swim. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Not go, in a, not in a riptide where you, you don't know it. what direction it is. You anymore. go with it. You go with the rip and you swim at an angle towards the <laughs> towards beach. Towards the what? <laughs> All the lights are out. <laughs> towards, towards the beach or towards some <laughs> crab trap out in the middle of nowhere if you take a left. If you take a right, you go to the beach. Take a left. Yeah. Hey, there's a stone crab pot. Hey, I'm just going to stay in all that for a while. No, but. We're glad everybody's back in the uh, studio. Bill George, of course, has lots of stories to tell us uh, when we come back. He's going to regale us with uh, his adventures in Pennsylvania. I only saw one picture of one deer. That's all I know. That's all I got. That was all the information I got. Listen, and it was pretty I, much. Uh, I was happy as can be. I was completely detached. And then, uh, of course, he called last week and was very vague on what was going on. So I guess we'll catch up when we, we get back, okay? Okay. Unless Mike wants to keep talking about this river ranch. Thing. I learned something else about Mike not long ago that you might find interesting. Oh, great. He really does have a smiley tattoo on it. Okay, we're yeah. going to take a break. It is the big <laughs> world outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Good folks, good times to go get a great deal. Holiday savings going on now at Brandon Ford. Go see him today. We'll be back. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome in on a beautiful Saturday morning. Walked out of the house. Things are wet. I was like, what in the world? Yeah, I was a little surprised. What, uh, like of course rain I, or something? I I'm was, not really in tune to these weathered patterns here after being up in Pennsylvania for a couple weeks. Yeah, because you've been gone for like a century and a half. So, yeah, hey, so it, I can understand. It was nice. It was, it was probably one of the best vacations I've had. That extra little bit of time just... Made a humongous difference. Yeah, I wouldn't know about those things, but it's all good. Well, I'm sure you had a good time, and you, it was you all You don't nice. hardly, for you, 
a vacation is somebody passed away and you're going to a funeral. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, you getting to leave, at least ever since I've known you, has been slim to none. Yeah, I don't get to go anywhere. But it's okay. It's all right. I get invites. I get people who call oh. me all the time. They're like, how come you don't ever go out get out there? I'm like, I don't. I just don't get the chance to go. I don't have the opportunity to go. If I do, and something's going to be missed. Or well, you have plenty of opportunities. You just can't capitalize on yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, and of course, uh, being in the retail world uh, during this time of year, you know, right in the middle of hunting season when it's at its peak, uh, you know, Black Friday sale. No one gets time off. Christmas is right around the corner. Can't go anywhere. Hey, after New Year's, it's all you. Has this been super busy up there? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Firearms, guns, ammo. Do you have anything up there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do, but not much. I mean, uh, always had nines. Got plenty of nines. Um, uh, I think we have some 40 defense load type stuff. Uh, 300 Win Mag for Bill George. We always have to keep that on hand. And uh, some other things. 270, gone. It's, uh, you know, it's ammo is... I literally think that ammo is now selling higher than than silver and just under gold. Wow! When it comes to the stock market, because I I'm telling people all the time, you know, a guy came in. I told the story I think last week where a guy came in. He's like, I was just in a store up the street and uh, all they had was thirty odd six. I said, Did you buy it? <laughs> and he said, No, I don't have a thirty odd six. I go, Who cares? Right. Trade it. Trade <laughs> it. Are you kidding? I mean, I. I Glenn literally started texting me the other day. He said, is this is this worth anything or, uh, to anybody? Is this still worth anything? And he had uh, 240, he had 280. He had uh, somebody, you know, somebody said, ah, it's old ammo. I don't even use it. I don't have to go anymore. You can have You know how Glenn is, man? I mean, sure. he did, uh, you know, some guy gives him a cooler and forgets that there's, you know, 30 gold bars in the <laughs> bottom of it. You know, it's like, ah, I don't want that thing anymore. Just take it out of here. Sir, Mr. Jenkins, do you want the stuff that's inside? No, 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 no. If I needed it, I'd have kept it. You know what I mean? So uh, he, he ended up with all this great ammo. And I said, man, get up and start trading. Yeah. Uh, I literally, if you go look nowadays, that's what people are doing. I, I You know, if you if you need 270 ammo and you stumble upon uh, some 165-grain 30-06, I say buy it. Buy it, put it up on uh, social media or wherever it is that you can in uh, your gun groups or whatever it is. And say, hey, willing to trade for 130 grains, uh, I don't care what kind, 270. Yeah. One of now, the guys in hunt camp couldn't even find any uh, 180 grain 30-06. I mean, you just couldn't find it. No. Uh, are you all limiting, like, how much people can buy? The only thing that we were limiting is, uh, is range ammo, two boxes, and then uh, – uh, certain hunting ammos, five, five, six, things like that, that right. people would hoard. You know, it's not because we don't want you to have ammo. It's just that, uh, you know, you should give everybody the opportunity to at least attempt to buy some. Right, right. Because you will have the guy that walks in there with big pockets and go, how many of them cases of 9 millimeter you got? 194. I'll take them all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we had the cases, one of the reasons why the cases stopped flowing was because uh, other gun shops were coming in and purchasing our cases, taking them back to their gun shops, breaking them up into packs of fifty, and selling them for fifty bucks. Not that that's not you know free enterprise. Do what you got to do, but you know uh, you know the, for the lay person, 
who, uh, you know, he and his brother-in-law were going to go in halves and split one. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough. I know it's a crazy deal, but it's just the way it is. 30-30 is like, I don't know where where people are even finding that anymore. What about y'all got plenty of two two three and stuff like no, that? No, well, I mean, we got some. When now, uh, when you say two two three, or, you know, there's two two three and five five six. So uh, we have some two two three in reserve for hunters, but not necessarily for target books. It's a soft point because mm-hmm. a lot of guys still hunt with a two two three. So they're like over their kids or something, and they're like, "Hey, you got any two two three hunting ammo or anything?" We're like, "Yeah, we got some." So yeah. it's back in the safe. We have to go get it and, and bring it out. Whereas if a guy says you got two, two, three target ammo, if I went no, but I got this hunting around, I'll take them all. Yeah, I mean they they would take it all. <clears throat> so you want to leave something for little Sarah to be able to go out and you know shoot her doe or hog or deer or whatever. So it just adds up. Don't go asking for target. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is, and some of it is uh, a defensive load, and uh, some people are willing to buy that and stick it in. Uh, for whatever may come around the corner, right? Uh, people are just in that mode. But I think that uh, with hunting season the way it is, it's not just here. As Bill George just said, up in Pennsylvania, 180 grain, which I cannot believe you people still shoot up there. Yeah, I said you people. Would you believe 180 grain bullet shooting out of my 300 wind mag mm-hmm. only went... Maybe eight inches into a deer. Why? No exit wound. What kind of bullet was it? Uh, trophy bonded right. bullet. Well, that's federal a, premium. They're made to hold together. So they, yeah. Oh no, it it held together. Yeah. It held together, but uh, the buck I shot, I, I had three bucks come in, all which had antlers on their heads, and the first one that I could identify as being legal three points on one side was coming down the hill straight at me and i put that thing on the front of his chest and that bullet went straight down its spine mm-hmm. <laughs> and just i mean totally devastating that deer dropped down and looked like it w- went to and was in a bed you know its feet were out underneath of it it just laid over not a twitch not a movement not nothing i'm like nope that's not no. Uh, usually, I at least get a kick or something, but nope. No, you turn I, off. You turn off the electronic highway. Yeah, it pretty much you, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I will say it did travel through that much bone <laughs> the entire way. Now that's uh, now. Wait a minute. So you shot him while you were must you were sitting on the ground? No, no. I was in a tree stand, but he was up above me on a hillside. Oh, okay. So you shot him when his head was up. Yeah. So you shot him through the the throat, the throat right in front the face, of the chest, right in the chest, yep. and it followed the straight spine. down the spine. Now, see, mine was just the opposite. I was uphill, he was coming uphill, and I waited till he dropped his head down again. And when he dropped his head down again, I hit him right between the shoulder blades. Boom! Shot yeah. down, and of course, turned off the machine and did the same thing. It just folded up like he was bedded down, <sighs> which it works. But 180 green, I don't understand why that is such a still a popular round up there. Why not? Uh, well, that's that's a, that's a real heavy bullet, bro. Yeah. I mean, you can get was it. it all you, was it all you could get at that no, time? No, that's or? what I shoot. That's oh. what I shoot. That's like the the folks who used to shoot, you know, 180 out of a 30-30. I shoot really? 200 grain out of a 35 Remington. Well, that's a different bullet altogether. And let me tell you, the round news 200 grain bullet, when it hits something, 
<laughs> it transfers the energy. Oh, I know. And I, I th- we've had this discussion before. 35 Remington, you can, you can ass shoot them and they'll die. I don't know what it is about that bullet. The amount of trauma that it, it delivers is is pretty uh, amazing. But 180 grains, I would think, with uh, those big bodied deer, I understand the mentality of it, especially if they're big, fat. You know. Well, and the ready thing for is, winter. for me, I go back to my original purpose when I bought the 300 Win Mag. Is I have one gun that will do anything I need it to do, and if I shoot a 300 grain bullet. If for one day I needed to go and I had an opportunity to go hunt a grizzly, I could take that same bullet, that same gun, my same box of ammo, and I could go do that. If I shoot a if I shoot a porcupine with a hundred and eighty grain bullet, it's no less dead than a hundred and sixty grain bullet or hundred and sixty five or one fifty or whatever else. So yeah, but you're. A bo- you're more of a boiler room shooter, aren't you? Don't you always aim for the vitals? Are you one of those who always tries to get lung heart? Uh, Are you no, one of those? I shot a buck one year uh, straight in the head. He That was the only shot I had. Mm-hmm. I, I took the, the head shot. Um, and so it's, it's just a matter of whatever I think is the best kill zone area. I'm not one who normally shoots in the neck all the time. But I'm I'm more put it through the boiler. I mean, there's it's a huge area compared to, you know, a head bobbling through the woods. Oh, well, that's true. So. I, I, I only <clears throat> I think the only time I've ever really gone for the chesty area or something like that is is like you just said. It's the only shot that presented itself, or it was running. Yeah. If it was running, you know, then I would I would lead it and you know make that shot and put it in there. You got a bigger target to hit. And uh, try to take its legs out from underneath that kind of thing. That even though that head stays stationary, that neck is gets really, really thin when it's moving really fast. And what? four inches is is five miles. It might as well be if you miss that much. But how about you, Mikey? Are you a boiler room or are you a head shot? I love the head. Boom! As soon as they look at me, boom! Makes for a really cool mount too when you do that, doesn't it? Nah, who needs a mount? Ah, that's me. what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, look, there's Bill George on my screen. Somebody commented on your picture, said somebody needs a haircut. <laughs> you are looking a little woolly there, my friend. All hey. right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I was warm. <laughs> Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Everybody, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for getting up early and joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be uh, mostly cloudy in the morning, like I said, when I walked out here in Pinellas County. Everything was wet. I was like, wow, we must have had a really wacky dew point or something fell out of the sky. Uh, it's going to be a little partly sunny this afternoon. Highs going to be in the uh, upper 70s, east wind, about 5 to 10 miles an hour and gusting up to about 20 miles an hour. It would be a perfect day to be out at Bone Valley out there riding around out in the woods on this. What are you ragging cool on my hair do for? I wasn't. Somebody did that. I, when I posted the uh, picture, I put uh, Glenn's deer up there and I put your deer up there. And uh, somebody just made the comment that you were getting a little woolly. 
Yeah. Did you uh, look like somebody need a little bit of a trim? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I I am in need of a little trim, but you, I made that mistake one time before I went to Pennsylvania, and that extra hair up there. When huh. you're, I'm out in the twenties and thirties, you know, out there all day, you know, sun before sun up, after sun down at times, you know, that 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 helps. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, when I saw the picture first, I looked at him like that ain't Bill. No. That yeah, hair? Is. That hair? Yeah. Oh, no. It get, it gets much worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing how hair uh, works and uh, to protect you in certain ways. Just ask Amber Hargrove. Uh, so, anyway, we uh, see the picture, but I got to ask you, you're up in Pennsylvania. You're up there. You know darn well it's freezing but cold up there, and it's snowing at any moment. I saw George's pictures of the uh, camp current condition type thing where there sure. was like a foot of snow on top of everything. Yeah. And here you are in green camo. That's that's not my outer layer. What was your outer layer? A uh, white gunny sack or uh, no, 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 just brown. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know the color of a deer walking through yeah. the through the Listen, woods. I'm, yeah, that's perfect. He's got the orange hat. <laughs> Does that is that your normal color for uh, coloration when it comes to uh, whiteout condition Listen, hunting? There, I'm I mean, shooting with the 300 Win Mag. If he's close enough to see my camo pattern, he's in trouble. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I'm not sitting there with a bow <laughs> on really... the ground. Oh, is this with a bow? Oh, it's no, not with a bow. You no. were with the 300. Yeah. Well, I, the, my only concern is, from what I've read over the past course of uh, the three weeks, I'm more worried about what other hunters are doing out in the woods and would try to do everything in my power to make sure that I was seen. Because we've heard of too many fatalities, I think, this year. Uh, it seems what's even more horrible is it either seems to be father-son, son-father kind of thing, where they're out together and people aren't paying attention. I remember one time I went out to go hunt in Texas with uh, my dad. I was like, man, it's a little cold. You got something I can wear? And he handed me this brown uh, walls jumpsuit. And I went, I am not walking in the Texas woods with this brown-ass suit well, let on. let me tell you. You'd There's think, no way. I'm going to get a, a 30 out 6 to the chest. There's you know, no way. There was a guy in Green Swamp a number of years ago shot off of a bicycle, riding through the woods on a bicycle, shot off with a guy over 100 yards away with a 30-30 iron sights shooting at a guy on a bicycle because the guy had a faded orange vest on that to somebody who's colorblind looked brown. Oh, great. Okay, so just what you think, I mean, there's more than just a brown outfit that looks brown for, to somebody who's colorblind. So. <laughs> colorblind, yeah. <laughs> I would think, I thought it was all shades of gray. There's no shades of brown. I, I wouldn't, it had to be a tone that he assumed was a deer mm -hmm. on a bicycle. Yeah. So a guy hunkered over, I don't know if he's on a 10-speed or a beach cruiser, I don't know how what his, what his sitting posture was on the bicycle, but... All of a sudden, some guy leads him with a thirty thirty and nails him? Yeah. At over 100 yards. Did well, he, like I said. Did I he take be, pictures with him? I'd be trying to. Uh, <laughs> no. I'd be trying to. I'd be trying everything in my uh, power to uh, stand out a little bit. Anytime I, especially if I'm going to someplace I don't know. The first time I went to Missouri, I looked like the uh, day glow orange guy. I mean, I, I try and get in before everybody else and leave after 
everybody else. But it doesn't matter. Uh, this guy was 100 yards away on a bicycle. And, you know, you think last thing in the world, you would think that somebody's going to whack me while I'm uh, riding my bicycle through the woods. Correct. Uh, when I went out to go treep around through Missouri, I was there opening day. I heard the shots going on around oh, yeah. me. And I War went, zone. Yeah, and I went, I'm going to make sure these brother that does get to see me. Right. And I want to make sure they know where I'm at and I'm moving. And, uh, you know, I don't care if it spooks deer. I just, you know, I'll sit still, get under a cedar. That was my tactic, you know. But from going from point A to point B, color me day glow, bro. Right here, man. But my question is, is why would he be out riding a bicycle during hunting season in the middle of Green Swamp? Because I don't think he was a hunter. He was hunting. He was moving one place to another. The back area. Oh. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It wasn't some guy in spandex yeah. pants who. I never know. Hey, Listen, you never know these days. His, I didn't think about that. It sounds like John, he, you are a good Jonathan Fillin. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it wasn't a motorized bike, I guess it's all legal. Yeah. Have they changed the rules on that yet? I know they were debating no, over changed, the electric they, bike. They went and changed. It. Well, they. You still can't use the higher class electric bikes in wildlife management areas, but you can use pedal-assisted, quote, bikes. So what do you mean, like full auto electric you can't use? I mean, how does that... I mean, it, there's I classes. It, it, it just... And they're going to re-review re that again at some point. They have to. I mean, even a, you know, somebody goes finds an old push moped. I mean, it's got pedals. It's technically a bicycle uh, slash... Scooter, you know, so pedal assisted. It's pedal assisted. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how many guys I used Listen, to see riding around with those things. If you can find a game warden to write you a ticket, mm -hmm. then you deal with it. It would be a pleasure. So you do that, go, hey, there is actually, you guys aren't a myth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just like smoke and you guys are really real. Cool. I can, can you write me a ticket so I can show my friends that you guys really exist? <laughs> Don't argue with especially them, Especially right now in the age of COVID and customer interactions, they're not they're not looking for a lot of contact. They're out on the water. They're yeah. being pretty uh, vigilant out on the water these days. So? so yeah, I think uh, for from what I've heard and people that I've spoken to, they've they see um, they still see them running around out there and saying how high are you on, on boats and things like that. Well, look at Lake Hancock. Uh, Fred was telling me the last time we were out there together, he was telling me that somebody, somebody got pulled over uh, the mor that morning. Oh no, that those group of kids that were there, they they yeah. got pulled over in the morning, and then mid afternoon there was a different officer out on Lake Hancock. Two different times, two dun, dun. different officers on Lake Hancock. So yeah, because of the Bill George popularity of killing gators out there. I go keep now, an I, eye I, on I that turn boy. around. We ran into the one that day. We took out the. The veteran, and uh, I turned around. I walked over to him. I said, "Listen, got a guy coming in." I sit there and says, "We're going to be going out. We need to be on the water pretty quick." I sit there and says, "You need to come check anything. How about doing it now? Let's get so, this over so, with, so we can turn around and go and not be delayed." He said, "Nope, you're all good." It's like, okay, pull this bandaid off now before we're in the middle of it and got something hooked up. And you're like, boys, I need to put them rods down. I need to talk to you for a minute. We got a 13 footer on here, sir. <laughs> There's only one Bill George. Should you give us a minute? <laughs> <laughs> they, they've heard of the myth. There's a few. And the one year I was pulled over, I was on the water and 
we were stopped and when they first came up they didn't know who they were working with and the guy turned around and they were asked what what are you doing alligator hunting and this and that well the guy was out on the water with when they asked to see his license he went and he was going to hand his license over the edge of the boat towards their boat and i yelled at him i said do not put that license over the water and uh the officer looked at me and says oh Phil George. (laughs) 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 And they turned around, took a quick glance at his license, and they said, if you're hunting with him, I know everything else is fine. (laughs) You guys are all right. You can go along your merry ways. Follow the yellow brick road. But getting a license reproduced for an alligator hunt you know, permit is not a quick process because it's a physical license. There's tag numbers on it. Yep. Everything has to match. Something goes in the drink. You cannot just go down to the tax collector's office or someplace and have something reprinted. It doesn't work that way. Right. So now I'll say if they, uh, I've seen it out on the saltwater where if they want to board your boat, all you do is say, yes, I don't care if you have something wrong, because if you say yes, they're not going to flip your boat upside down. It's kind of like that saying, you've seen that thing on uh, Facebook where it's uh, uh, anything on this boat shouldn't be on it, you, <laughs> the FWC officer. So it's one of them things where you don't no, argue with them. No, I've had, they say, can I inspect your car? And I just smile and I open up the door. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> have at it. Just make sure it all fits back in. <laughs> Put the salt and pepper shaker back on the front. Good I got, luck. I got in Bill George. I got in his car one day. I get in. There's salt and pepper shaker. Sure. There's a spoon. I know. And then you laugh. Like, I used that salt shaker this morning. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Put it on the, uh, the, the uh, burritos or whatever. I had a hash brown. Yeah. I, I would love it. You just you open up the back of your car and you hand them a little GPS locator and you go, you're going to need this. <laughs> so Wait, we can find, find you your later. way out. So we can find you later. Hey, I know where the salsa is at. Oh, yeah, it's in the back somewhere. Look <laughs> under those computer motherboards. There might be some. There might be some salsa there. From I think I put some there like a couple years ago. I still have a, my 36 inch Blackstone griddle in the back. <laughs> Do you really? Yes, dude. That's from uh, the Panthers challenge. Th- no, no, that was from. Uh, breakfast that I cooked before Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, was it cleaned at what? least? Yeah, from from no. my work. Yeah, I cleaned it before I put it back in. Of course not. It takes away the but. flavor. Are you crazy? Why but. would you, Why would you clean anything? We eh? did. We did have a very wonderful trip up there to Pennsylvania. It was It was pretty relaxing. The only excitement that I can say that I really had is when we got back. I was smelling. We pulled in to unload the truck at my house, all my stuff, and then George went on. And there's a smell of gas. Heavy, heavy smell of gas. Gasoline or gasoline? Okay. And George said, Yeah, I've been smelling that. You know, we, you know, as we came down 301, we'd smell it if we stopped and this and that from time to time. But, you know, it was a little odd. But when we got out, it was strong, strong. And my wife came out, visited, and she says, what is that smell? Well, it's the gas. Come to find out, fuel line wore through, had rubbed it, and it was putting gas out on top of the fuel tank. So luckily, nobody threw a cigarette out and lit us up. (laughs) Or you ran over one. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, that would have been a lot of fun. Well, we're taking a break. Hour number two is right around the corner. Stay right there. We'll be here. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Happy Saturday morning, everybody. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. We'll be right back. 